This is Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a podcast where I celebrate my love of romantic movies, books, TV shows, all without embarrassment or shame. Well, mostly. This is Poppy. And in this episode, Twisted Romance, Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. I had a chance to watch the new Netflix version of Rebecca, and it reminded me how I once killed an entire book club with my choice to read this Daphne du Maurier novel. This was back in the day when book clubs were a fairly new thing. I was a voracious reader, so I thought, oh, what could be better than sitting around drinking wine or coffee with my smart friends talking about books? Except my smart and funny friends only wanted to chat and laugh with each other, not necessarily read books, which I didn't know at first. The club was going about six months, and then it was my turn to pick the book. There was a lot of pressure because a few of these ladies had never even read the entire book, the entire history of the book club. So as an organizer, I needed to turn that tide. I knew Rebecca was made into a Hitchcock movie, and it was a romance and suspense story. I love that combo, and I had always wanted to read it. It sounded atmospheric and creepy, and I thought reading it together in the fall with a chill in the air might be fun. To be honest, I only made it through the first third of this novel. I realized I loved the story. I had seen the Hitchcock movie already, but I wasn't crazy about Daphne du Maurier's style. It's like Nathaniel Hawthorne for me. I love the stories, but don't like the style used to tell them. I showed up at book club, and I couldn't wait to hear what everybody else thought of it. And I was ready to defend why I didn't finish the book. The group was already there. They were loud, chatty, over-caffeinated. We started the meeting, and nobody had read the book. Not a word. Not one of the six ladies had even cracked it open. It was just a blip in the conversation. Nobody seemed especially concerned. So to recap, we all got dressed, drove over to the coffee shop to meet for a book club where nobody actually read the book. I'm betting not one of them had even read the back jacket copy. I talked about my impressions of the book and difficulty finishing, but yawn. So my first and only book club selection completely fizzled. Not long after that, I let the book club go. I mean, if you're not reading, then you're not really in a book club, are you? have a rule that I would always read any book that a movie or TV series was based on first. I've broken that rule many times recently, especially for Rebecca, because obviously I never even read the book. Though a well-done TV or film production will often drive me back to the original book, so that's a good thing. 
the atmospheric 1940s Alfred Hitchcock version of Rebecca with Laurence Olivier and Joan Fontaine and a slew of fantastic character actors is absolutely wonderful. And there have been other film versions, but recently Netflix took a stab at the story. It's really well cast, visually stunning, sexy, modern, not quite mysterious enough for my taste, but still well worth the time. Rebecca's Miss Havisham bedroom in this new production in icy shades of blue is worth a look alone. Mrs. Danvers, does Mr. De Winter ask you to keep the room like this? It doesn't have to. She's still here. Mm. Reveal her. I wonder what she's thinking about you. Taking her husband and using her name. She just wants him to be happy. Happy? No, he'll never be happy. She was the love of his life. In case you haven't read it like me, <clears throat> Rebecca is a 1938 novel by British writer Daphne du Maurier. It's narrated by a young woman who works as a lady's maid and falls in love with a wealthy, charming, but secretive man named Maxim de Winter while on holiday with this lady in the south of France. He owns Manderley on the Cornish coast. It's one of the largest estates in England. They decide to get married after a whirlwind romance. And after their honeymoon, the second Mrs. de Winter attempts to take on the role of Mistress of Manderley and she quickly discovers that Maxim's first wife, Rebecca, died in a mysterious boating accident, and her memory haunts the place. It's run by the creepy housekeeper, Mrs. Danvers. In this modern version of Rebecca, Lily James, as the second Mrs. DeWinter, hits the exact right tone to me. She's beautiful, quietly confident, but still young and inexperienced enough to be thrown off by the massive house and that creepy housekeeper. Where do you see now? You'll never replace her. You can't replace her. You did this. You've been against me from the start. No. I was helping you. You tricked me. You planned this. You and I both know you are nothing. You're worthless. I'm not worthy of him. You're not worthy of this house. He'll never love you. And why should he? No, we can't love you, because you're not her. You should have seen her at 16 years old on her father's horse, a huge brute. But she mastered him. By the time she finished with him, he was nothing but froth and blood. I'd let her down, allowing you here for so long. She won't stand for it. I'll see her in hell, Danny. I'll see her in hell first. Rebecca's dead. She's dead! He'll leave you, he'll divorce you. And then what will you do? I'll just go. You'll go? Go where? You can't remarry now. You certainly can't look after a house. 
You don't have any family to support you. Army Hammer as Maxim is the right blend of charismatic, hunky sex bomb, yet aloof master of Manderley. Lawrence Olivier plays Maxim in the Hitchcock version, but Hammer definitely has more than a hope in hell of attracting a gorgeous young second wife in this Netflix version. I'm in the phone confessional this week about reading versus watching. I have always been a reading purist, maybe reading snob even. I mean, I've read my whole life and always kind of took pride about having read the book. I didn't just see the movie. I read the book and read the book first, of course. Because to me, the original source material is very important. It's important to know what the author intended before you see the adaptation. You know, that makes sense. But lately, I have found that production values, I guess we are in another golden age of of small screens. I have found production values and adaptations, maybe it's just me changing and getting older, but I've found them to have improved immensely. You know, we've gone way beyond the old days of Hollywood when they would have glossed over, let's say, controversial parts of a book or whatever. It just feels like things are closer to the source material. Maybe I'm saying all this to justify my latest trend, which is to watch the TV show or movie first and then be like, huh, oh, this is based on a book. I wonder, I'll check out the book and see if I like it. You know what happens often lately? I do not like the source material as much as I like the filmed adaptation. And I'm thinking I'm going to confess, and if you're an Outlander fan, put away your pitchforks, I I said in my recent um, Romantic Rewinds and Binges episode that I watched Outlander first, then finally tried the novel again, really loved the first book, but I'm only halfway through the second, and I just stopped abruptly. And someone online said, I am so glad I watched this show first because those characters were brought to life in such a beautiful way that now I read the book and I see those characters in my mind and it just adds to the experience. Okay, that can be sacrilege to some people, but I'll tell you, in this case, I do believe that the characters of Jamie and Claire were brought to life so beautifully by the actors Katrina Balfe and um, Sam Hewen that it, it's. I think it's legitimate to say that. So anyway, the confession is really about, um, let's say, A Discovery of Witches adored the book, the first book especially, and I do think the book is a little bit better in the sense that you get more beautiful detail, more of the romantic trope really, really spun out in a beautiful way. So that's a, a definite recent exception. But I have really loved seeing the source material first before reading. That's my confession, and it was pretty hard to admit, so don't tell anybody.
If you've seen any of the adaptations of Rebecca or you've read the novel, unlike me, I highly recommend the podcast, A Novel Adaptation. The hosts are super sharp and funny ladies, and they explore classic novels and their screen adaptations, and their episode on Rebecca is so enjoyable. They dive deep into the book versus Hitchcock film, their banter and yes, girl, and head-scratching moments about the film versus book match my own in a hilarious way. I'll put a link to their Rebecca episode and link to the full Rebecca Hitchcock movie in the show notes so you can see for yourself. I'd love to feature your confession on the podcast. Tell me about your favorite romantic movie, TV show, book, and why you love it so much. Just record a voice memo on your phone, click share, and email to confessionsofaclosetromantic at gmail.com. Don't forget to let me know if you want your confession to be private or shared. I can't wait to hear about your obsession. Any sound effects you hear are courtesy of the good people at freesound.org under a Creative Commons license. Find show notes with links to what I've been babbling about at confessionsofaclosetromantic.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy shame-free romance, even if you haven't read the book.